Off the Record is a show about culture, black culture, politics, race, faith, relationships. If it's worth the conversation, we'll bring it to you. The show is hosted by four unique black men, men who have faced different challenges in their journey, babies born in the 80s, who came of age in the 90s, who became husbands, fathers, and men of the 2000s. There's Mike, who's laid back and easygoing. Quan, who is reserved and passionate about his beliefs. Brandon, who is rational and level-headed. And me, I'm Alex. I'm probably the most opinionated of the bunch. As black people, we share a collective experience. Our individual lives are branches of that collective, but are rooted on our families, culture, and community. I hope you enjoy our laughter and empathize with our pain. Welcome to Off the Record. Malicious Mother Syndrome. When this syndrome occurs, a divorced or divorcing parent seeks to punish the other parent, sometimes going far enough as to harm or deprive their children in order to make the other parent look bad. A divorced man gains custody of his children and his ex-wife burns down his home. A woman in a custody battle buys a cat for her offspring because her divorcing husband is highly allergic to cats. A mother forces her children to sleep in a car to prove their father has bankrupted them. These actions illustrate a pattern of abnormal behavior that has emerged as the divorce rate involving children has grown. Today, half of all marriages will end in divorce. The number of children involved in divorce has grown dramatically as well. While the majority of such cases are settled from a legal perspective, outside the courtroom, the battle continues. Excerpt from the Journal of Family Violence, Volume 10, by Dr. Ira Daniel Turkett. And as this battle continues, I personally want to point out first and foremost that it is the child who suffers most. That being said, I want to give my esteemed colleagues a chance to speak on this very important subject where there's little to no scientific data, but I believe this to be very real. Fellas, do you believe this subject to be real, even though there's no scientific data? Yes, I believe it to be real. Yeah, it's real. It is real. Yeah. It's I'm something that cannot be overpassed anymore, something that needs to be addressed and it needs to be brought to the forefront. We see it time in, time out. We hear all the stories. You see the data, mm -hmm. regardless of the fact of it not being classified uh, in a diagnostic book of mental health. Mm -hmm. Cannot ignore the fact that people go through this, men go through this day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Men that I know, men that, you know, that I, I've seen on television discuss it, on the internet, this is real. Yeah. Absolutely, it's real. Um, I mean, because you might have some people out there that, you know, think that it's kind of like made up. Like, yeah, some I, people think racism is made up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be honest. Like, yo, I didn't, I've never, I've never heard of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, not the term, you know, um, malicious mother syndrome. Never heard of it. Um, <clears throat> and then even when I saw it, uh, even when it was brought to my attention, I think one of you guys brought it to my attention. Mm -hmm. And naturally, I started to look it up. That's just what I do when it's something I don't know mm -hmm. or never heard of. And, like, yo, in research, in researching it, like, yo, it, like, it's a real thing. Like, they have, 
um, you know, they, they have groups that advocate for this type of stuff, you know, right. like against it and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Um, like, yo, it's real. It's real. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I will admit, I was one of those people that, you know, even when you met, when, even when you guys mentioned the term, I probably kind of like chuckled about it. Like, yo, that's not, that's something made up. <laughs> but like, yo, it's, it's a real thing. Seriously. And I, I was really shocked in my finding. I think it's real. I mean, people who don't think racism is real, they're idiots. <laughs> uh, that just is what it is. And people who think that whether or not you believe in the term malicious mother syndrome or not, people use children as a means to hurt the other parent. Mm-hmm. That's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And given the way that our society and our court system is geared up, that is more likely to be done by the mother. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. Right. Fathers yeah. have little control, typically over the children, from the moment that they are conceived. So, mothers wield a lot of power in that regard. So, I, I'm I'm not surprised that there's someone that has coined a term for that. Mm-hmm. It is not uh, in the DSM. Shout out to all the clinical psychologists out there <laughs> that I know what that is. When it is not in the DSM, <laughs> but it is it 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 is a real thing, and people do go through this, particularly um, husbands and fathers. Now, what what's the DSM? Yeah, good yeah, question. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what that is. <laughs> the DSM is basically like um, a clinical psychologist bible. It's where okay. uh, every diagno- every um, kind of like diagnosis is listed. Okay. okay. So, like at one point, being gay was listed in the DSM. Wow. Now it's not. Okay. So, uh, but ev- everything is in there. Everything. Yeah, I think it's. Now I could be wrong on this. I think they're on the fifth edition or sixth edition, I don't know, we've got a bunch in our house, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, if it's in there, it's considered legit. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then yeah. it's not legit. Well, I think in this instance, this should be considered legit, man, because I mean, you hear it time in and time out, you know, the time in the time out where men are actually saying they need help, they're not able to, they feel as though they're not able to receive the help, and they feel as though mentally um, and financially they're just getting bullied, you know? time in the time out right and a lot of times um, they may feel alone I and <clears throat> like I mentioned before it is not much scientific data on specifically malicious mother syndrome but there's plenty of data around the effects of it and there's also plenty of conversation that I've had personally with brothers who you know maybe I, I'll be at the playground with my son right and I have a conversation with another brother who shares you know or who has a, a story that is that pretty much follows this this definition of malicious mother syndrome, and there's mm-hmm. always two sides to every story. Yeah, um, but we're we're telling this from <laughs> the side of uh, of the black man. Just want just want to make that clear. At least at least that's where my perspective comes in, because that's where I hear a lot of this from. And I hear what you know. It, it's not exclusive to black men. All races go through yeah. this. Yeah, but yeah. That's that's the perspective <clears throat> that we're that you know we're speaking. Yeah. Well, we we didn't make up the term, right? right? So right. that's right. that's that's number, number one. one. <laughs> we didn't make up this term. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a real term. I think it was created by Doctor Ira Turkat. Um He it was something uh, that he he came up with, um, and to I guess I guess he caught flag flag for it too because it kind of seemed like it was alienating just mothers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
and I'm sure there's situ- there are situations, um, one that I, I'll touch on a little bit later, but there are situations where the father puts the mother through these type of situations, which then makes it malicious parent syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think he dubbed it malicious mother syndrome because uh, I think you touched on this earlier, Brandon, in, in your opening. A majority of the a majority of the cases, mothers are awarded custodial parental rights mm-hmm. or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call yep. it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, just off of that, those numbers alone, uh, and that fact alone, um, it, it, all, it, 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 you, you can't help but it to right. be the mom sometimes leading the charge in that situation. Right. Um, right. I think he says something that, you know, another dude that I think was mentioned in in some of Turkish findings. Um, this guy named Gardner. I got to find his his real name. You guys might his whole name. You guys might know this, but he reported back in '89 that 90 percent of all custodial battles. Uh, involves some aspect of parental alienation, mm-hmm. which, which is, is which is similar, right? Mm-hmm. So that's um, you know that's wild. Like that's yeah. that's a wild. That, that's a high high ass number. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and and it's it's just I don't know. It's mind blowing. Some like I said, some of these findings are mind blowing. I don't want to keep rambling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But I you know the oh. listeners. He, he, Check it out for yourself. You can Google it. Um, you can even do a Twitter search. That's what I did. And you'll find that a lot of people are actually dealing with this and going through this. They they are. And <clears throat> while I, I do want to touch on, you know, from the from the father's perspective, um, but again, I, I wanted to focus first and foremost on uh, the child who, who suffers the most. And when we're talking about children, black children, um, there's a t- statistic here that I want to uh, read is, in, and this was in 2017, 65% of black homes uh, did not have a father in them. Um, that did not include group homes, um, that did not include step parents, but it does include children living with cohabitating adults, mm-hmm. but still 65% of black homes with um, with no pops. and. There's plenty of research out there uh, that shows that children in fatherless homes are more likely to drop out of school, mm-hmm. exhibit behavior problems, um, end up in the criminal justice system, suffer unemployment, and they're at a greater risk of substance abuse, uh, substance and drug abuse. Uh, and that that uh, little piece there came from a center of health journalism.org. But um, so it it's has a very um, a very heavy effect on children in our community mm-hmm. and it could explain um, some of the negative patterns that we've seen um, in, in children, black children behavior or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but again, that 65% of black homes, no pops, that is just, it's, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And I, to be honest with you, my, my child is, is one of those. His, his mother is, is the custodial parent. I'm the non-custodial parent. Mm-hmm. I'm very involved in my child's life, but still, that affects him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the, the overall question is, why would, why would a mother want to purposely hurt her, hurt her child and the father? And, and, and 
force this kind of kind of situation. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you read that statistic, and in 65% of, of these households, there isn't a father. Why then make it harder for a father to be a right. father? Yeah. I, I, that's a good question. And that's then say black question. men don't want to be dads. Yeah, right. and on the tail end. Right. So it's like, as that man, you, I'm, I could unfit, you know what I mean? You, you're somewhat caught in the middle, you know? Because on one end, I guess from the from the from the custodial parent side, mm-hmm. you're looked at as you know, um, you're not doing what you need to do. But on the, on the other end, you have to make sure that the child is being raised properly. Right. You know, the child is it's getting taken care of and everything. And so, subconsciously, you know what I mean, and mentally, that could play within it. That could play with your mind within itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is a great question. I, I why mean, would it? You know what I mean? Why, 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 why would it? If you know, or if a woman knows that at the end of the day, you hear the statistics. I'm sorry, the, the statistics. Ah, <laughs> you hear about it, right? Yeah. So, if that's the case, wouldn't you want your your son or your daughter to grow up mentally sane, mentally straight, and be able to have all the opportunities that the next child can have? I mean, and that, that's the part that makes me think maybe it should be listed in that. The DSM. The DSM. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, um, like, it's kind of like, so that question kind of makes me think of um, when parents or mothers in particular go through um, postpartum. Right? Yeah, I was thinking that yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not them. Like, they, you know, sometimes in postpartum, you know, you have mothers that don't want to even touch the child. And you know that's not them thinking in their right mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to your question, it seems like it'll be something like on those lines. It makes me like I kind of liken those two together in a sense because it just seems like it's a situation where the parent that's being malicious isn't really thinking straight. You know what I mean? Isn't thinking all the way through that okay, this isn't the end going to end up hurting my child um, versus it at the time, like, yo, it's not hurting him. Um, I'm just trying to get back at the person that hurt me, maybe, mm-hmm. or whatever, or caused the, the the divorce or whatever the case may be. So yeah. I'm kind of looking at it like that. Like, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a, large, a good amount of people that are just doing it just because that's who they are. But at the same time, I feel like anybody in their right mind wouldn't do that purposely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, like, I'm no doctor, so I don't want to get into, like, diagnosing people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it I just, it, to me, it just seems like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, I think on, on top of that, some folks or some women might be sensitive to to hearing that, hey, you might be going through something, you know, from a mental health perspective. Uh, that may be affecting your decision making some you know it's i think it's just now that the discussion of of mental health within the black community is is really starting to circulate and people are really starting to accept it Mm -hmm. but for a long time it 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 was you know it's kind of like a knock on you to say hey you you might be going through something mentally well you know what you trying to say say i'm crazy or whatever right so it, it might be Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. You know, nobody wants to hear that. So, um, yeah, it's 
it, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's this seems to only happen when like a breakup or a divorce is going to happen. Like right. it, malicious parents, mal malicious mother syndrome isn't a thing if y'all are together. Mm -hmm. So what's the impact of the breakup? But like specifically if as as the 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 father in the relationship, if you weren't emotionally, physical, physically or mentally abusive, mm -hmm. you know you have your ups and downs in the relationship. But by and large, you were just a steady um, relationship partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, you two decide you're going to break up, and now all of a sudden she's withholding the child and doing other things. Like, what in the breakup might have triggered her to then behave in this way? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe in the sense of what hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know what what, what, they the do, but if you didn't hurt her, well, I you think, know what I'm saying? Well, I think, I, well, I think uh, when it comes to divorce, I think with that within itself is just heartbreaking. I think it's just yeah. very hard. I think... You know, you have yeah. assets that have to be, you know, uh, dismantled from, from from two different ends. You know, yeah, that that within itself is very hard. You but usually, if you're going through a divorce, that's not like new. Like you both usually see the writing on the wall yeah. long before you decide yeah. of actually signing the paperwork. Yeah, but I think yeah, but, but I, actually having to split stuff up, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. But, you know what I mean? I, I think that's maybe that that where it comes in. So I think it's the kind of look not to cut you off. I think it's kind of. But divorce is kind of looked at, looked upon as like some like a failure, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's course. like yeah. anytime you fail at something, you gonna feel a certain kind of way about but it. But malicious mother syndrome isn't exclusive to divorcing. No, Breakups. it's not. So right. that's so what, so so that's what I'm. So I'm, I mean, when I yeah, say divorce, I mean like relationship ending. Right. You know what I mean? So even even like divorce or even a relationship <laughs> and then ending for whatever reason, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's looked at. As some type of a failure, so therefore, you're hurt. You're hurt by that in itself. You know what I mean. And then, you know, some people turn tend to turn to the person who they feel hurt them, and or the op the other person in the relationship. You know what I mean. They want or that, that wasn't feel the same right, same pain. right. You, you know, know what I mean. From what I hear, what I'm, from what I've heard of other people that are divorced and you know have split in one of the ways you know when they were going through it it was it was dirty <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. I, I well, remember, it can be ugly ugly i remember a guy uh you know sorry short story but i remember a guy i used to <laughs> stay next door to timer yeah I'm on throw, throw that thing on 60 seconds <laughs> i remember a dude i used to stay next to i stayed next to him this was when i was staying off of uh lightfoot across the street from the from the football field mm. oh yeah okay. yeah okay dude he was with his wife for like 10 plus years man and saw it and then saw you can and even as a neighbor you could see like the right on the wall when they were going with the, what they were going through man and you could tell it was it was nasty and i remember talking to him after the fact man and, you know he was telling me a lot of stuff that he was going through like in that house you know yeah, just having yeah. to having to you know split and having you know to figure out where the kids are going to go and you know having to deal with the mother and how she may have felt is though know, what what she wanted for the kid you know it, it could be dirty you know yeah. Like you said, you know, you said Alex. Like it's it's never a fact of when you know the two the two how two the two two parties are together. You know what I mean? It's, it's everything is good or everything sometimes seems good, but right. only time when it's a breakup or only time when it's like a divorce is when you kind of see the like the mud slinging being thrown. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it could be things that are like building up that the mother might be tired of of dealing with, yeah. and and that's maybe her way of. of taking it out on the father i know a, a quick story i remember one time picking up junior from uh daycare and i saw uh this lady she picked up her her daughter or whatever and i guess there was 
clearly there was some beef between her and the father because the father was coming up there too to to see his daughter and she wouldn't she wasn't trying to let you know the father see the daughter and they got the they got to arguing right there in traffic one was turning in mm-hmm. and the other one was trying to follow her out you know he was trying to follow her out out the parking lot they're in the cars windows down yelling at each other and the kids and, he, and, he's, and the kids in the back seat of the mother's car and the guy just yelling yo when you gonna let me see my daughter right you know you know i don't know all the particulars you know that that mm-hmm. went down in that but it's it's just something that I, I just keep hearing about, and I and I and I see, especially um, especially within our community, and yeah. um, and again, and, and you know, I, I'm very glad that we're that we're having this conversation because I wanted to share some light and start some constructive co- conversation around around some of this because a lot of uh, black men that do go through it, uh, when you talk to them and you find out that that this is their story. And I hear this in every story. I thought I was the only one going through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt alone. Yeah. Um, there were, you know, didn't have any resources, didn't have anybody to talk to, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I'm, I'm glad we get, we're getting this out there. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, I it's, mean, it's real, you know. Yo, I appreciate y'all even like, and it's not anything that I've gone through or going through or whatever, but like, <clears throat> I mean, part of me is you know i like to learn and hear about new things and like y'all even bringing this up um and mentioning it like like yo it's it's very real and it's something that needs to be discussed you know what i mean because um in my in my research like you know part of my research is and i just go to twitter search and i and i twitter search the term and so much stuff came up um and i'm gonna say 90 i'm gonna say 99 percent of the stuff that i that came that i stumbled upon came from men yeah mm-hmm. and these dudes feeling alone like you said and like feeling like they hit the end of the road like yo i don't know what to do the you man. Know? yeah like you know just not you know just really feeling like Cause you, cause you know the si- you, you kind of know in the back of your head the system is against you. It's going to favor the mother. Right, and and I think that most people that's going through it, most of the men that's going through it, from what I've encountered and the research I've done, that's what's happening to them now. Right, and that's why they feel partly alone. They're already entrenched in the battle, right? Yeah. And you're already thrust into it. Right. Well, they, you know, they might be in the court system trying to trying to fight, but it's a it's a it's a long hard battle um and yo like it's in a sense becomes their word against yours you know what i'm saying and a lot of times in these cases what what sparks it off is the other parent lying about the non-custodial parent right Mm -hmm. so you know in this case we're talking like we said we're talking about malicious mother syndrome so that's one of the signs of it. Yeah, yeah a lot of times it's it, it sparked off by the mom saying the dad, like, I think you you brought this up, the dad, someone slept in it, you know, the mom making the kid sleep in the car yeah. to try to make it look like the, the dad has abandoned him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the the mom telling people that, you know, the, the dad is beating the children or yeah. abusing them right. or whatever. So right. that's that's how it that's how it sparks off a majority of the time. You know what I mean? And 
So then it becomes their word against yours, and you in this court battle. And like you said, it, you typically feel like yo the system is against you already. Right. Yeah. Black and, men and don't to, fare well inside of a courtroom, yeah. right? Yeah. Not at all. And to, and to follow up with that, that's that's a that's a that's a part of a, a part of warfare, warfare that's going on when it comes right. against black men. You know that have to go through this particular system. I have to go and have to fight. You know. Mm -hmm with this malicious parent or malicious mother syndrome. This, mm -hmm. this thing is, is serious. If this wasn't serious, you wouldn't be seeing a whole bunch of men in court having to deal with this. Mm -hmm. I don't think you see enough men in court fighting. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the problem. Whether you win or lose, mm -hmm. I think that you need more, more black men willing to fight because the more m black men you see willing to go into court, that brings more awareness and maybe that makes another man mm -hmm. say, I'm gonna try to. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I don't think, like with mental health, with anything in general, Black men don't share our story enough out, like in the barbershops, mm -hmm. personally, we will talk our stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But in public, in courtroom settings, mm -hmm. in settings that actually matter, we mm -hmm. don't share our stories enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there uh, as far as uh, more fathers fighting for their kids. And I, and I think more fathers want to fight for their kids, but they might not know what to do. That's um, fair. And or also... They may not have the, the financial means. They might not have the financial means. And I, and I was getting ready to say, although although it would be great to see more fathers fighting for their children, we'd like to see them, kind of, if you can, try to do that outside of the, outside of the courtroom. Yeah. When you, and, and, and this is just for fathers and mothers too. When you go in the courtroom, um, if, if both parents are, you know, are part of their kid's life and they genuinely care for their child. It, it, you, you neither one neither one of you are going to get what you want at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, any anytime somebody has come to me with advice where, mm -hmm. you know, hey, what should I do? I, I always tell try to avoid court. Yeah. Try to. because um, it it can be very expensive and like I said, neither are you gonna get what you want. So, so, but I agree that more fathers. Yeah, you're fun. right. So, so can I ask you guys a question? So yeah, I just yeah. wanted just to just to throw something out there. Mm -hmm. and just, I just want to get you guys' opinion on it. So, and this was from Dr. Uh, Ira Torquette, mm -hmm. uh, 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 in the journal that he wrote in 1995 mm -hmm. um, about this particular topic, uh, and it says while the media correctly portrays the difficulties imposed upon women and children by the deadbeat dad phenomenon or syndrome that has been placed upon, the cameras have yet to capture the warfare waged by the select group of mothers mm -hmm. against child support paying law-abiding fathers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every day, attorneys and therapists are exposed to horror stories in which vicious behaviors are lodged against innocent fathers and children. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there is no scientific data to prove this. Similarly, the clinical literature has really... But they pretty much ignored the problem. Sorry about that, Doc. But yeah, but honestly, but like, just you know, like, what do y'all think about that? You know what I mean? Like, that this is actually—I mean, this was placed in 1995. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of a lot of attention gets put on men who don't support their children. Mm -hmm. I think not, not enough attention gets put on women who take advantage of right. men who are willing to and do support their children. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a form of mental, emotional, and financial abuse waged on men from women. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that happens a lot. Right. And I think the court 
system perpetuates the cycle in yeah. a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. I think they do. I think they do that. They keep that cycle going by the this quote unquote deadbeat father phenomenon. And the yeah. courts make a lot of money on it. Oh, right. Lawyers right. make money. Monetize. Therapists right. make money. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that's making money on the idea that black men specifically aren't great fathers. Right. So and 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 that's. I think the focus throughout the years has been on that, you know, fathers being deadbeats versus what you said, Alex, not focusing on the mothers that take advantage of it or um, the mothers that are putting some of these dudes through hell to try to be involved in their kids' lives. So, um, and I think um, Dr. Turkey touched on that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was somebody else too that touched on those things as far as um, that, and that that was typically what I read. Also, is that the deadbeat father phenomenon, or whatever you want to call it, um, is the number one tool for you know attorneys of the who ends up being the oh, yeah. custodial parent. That's their number one tool. That's what they use. Yep. Oh, he's a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, he don't do this. Oh, he don't do that. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Yep. And um, again, it's all a form of what we're talking about. You it know is. what I mean? It is. So it's 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 wild. Now I wanted I wanted to know if y'all wanted to touch on some of the signs of it. Yeah. 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 Y'all y'all yeah. have any listed? Uh, I just have character you know, characteristics of malicious parent syndrome. Mm-hmm. One I have is uh, attempting to punish the non-custodial parent, um, alienating the child. Uh, involving the courts in action to separate the child from the particular parent, custodial mm-hmm. parent, um, seeking to deny visitation, communication, um, and that's what I pretty much have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those it, you know those it, characteristics. It, to add on to what you said, and this is probably coming from a similar list, engaging in excessive litigation. Yeah, and that's why that's that's an, that's why I say you want to try to avoid court. Yeah. it is very costly. Um, Lawyers are not cheap. The cheapest one you'd probably find family law is probably two hundred seventy-five to three hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, and they're going to yeah. do a lot of paper exchanging, uh, <laughs> running up the bill. Um, you, you mentioned regularly uninterrupted visitation with father, uninhibited telephone access to the father, mm-hmm. um, paternal uh, um, restri- or denying trying to deny paternal participation in school activities. Um, you know all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and one and one that hasn't been mentioned by y'all yet that I've um, that I stumbled upon was uh, noticing a change in your children and the way they interact with you. Like that's another huge sign for malicious mother syndrome, malicious parent syndrome, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, typically, you you know you kind of if if you notice that okay so you split right and um you split so you obviously your parents you, i mean the kids aren't in the, the same house with you and your ex but then when they come to you if you notice a change in their attitude towards you mm-hmm. um the way they act in period that's a that's a tip that's another sign um lying is the is the biggest side of it you know what i mean like it's plain clear and cut but um 
you know, and and typically the lying when it gets to the point where it affects the children, mm-hmm. you know. So, if, you know, we all know that lies being told enough, enough times, especially the children, become true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it, it, to me, and what I found, it was one of the most significant signs is the lying. Um, you guys touched on the visitation. Visitation becoming more difficult. Um, you know, the excuses to why you can't see your child becoming right. more fabricated right. and, and more like just yeah. bull crap and yeah. phony. Mm-hmm. That's this, another sign. These, these signs aren't, I mean, these signs aren't fairy tales, man. This no, stuff no. isn't. No. I'm sorry, man. I'm like I ain't mean to cut you. I ain't mean to cut you off. But no. this, this stuff isn't what you're what you're saying. The things that we're putting out. This, this isn't fake. This, you know, mm-hmm. men go through this every single day, man. Like <laughs> to sit ahead and, and, and for people to discredit it and act as if just because it's not in a book or just because it's not classified, you know, as a particular case. Like, yo, if if it's if it's not if it's not if it's not real. Part of the reason why it's not in a book is because there's not enough people willing to, to speak tell on to speak it. on it. Right. And that's part of the problem. There's mm-hmm. not enough. You can only do research or do enough research or quantitative research mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. when you have more people telling their story. But let me ask you this, though. From what we've researched that we've, we've gained, it seems like there are men that are out there that are actually speaking about it. But we've gained stuff. research from one dude. Yeah. yeah. Since that's the true. 90s. Yeah. One dude since the yeah. 90s. Yeah. But we've heard stories individually yeah, so but all how these, many stories have we heard in the I know, but that's, but that's my point. And, like, people are willing to share with us off the record, right. but people aren't willing to go to therapists, doctors, attorneys, people that can actually get their stories in places where maybe the research can then reach, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, telling, telling me at Supreme Cuts doesn't make any difference. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout, shout also, out to also, Supreme Cuts. Also because, <laughs> and this is just a theory of mine, but it's just like, when things are a problem or an issue within the black community, it's not it's not a problem until it starts affecting other communities. And remember the stat I, I read earlier, 65% of black homes no father. Um, I think it was compared to um, 17% um, for, or 16% for their white counterparts. Yeah, it's higher, yep. Okay, yeah. so a lot of times uh, when things are really happening in the African-American community and not quite an epidemic in other communities, there's no nobody really cares about it. Mm-hmm. But when you, maybe when you start to see it affect other folks, um, you know maybe there'll be more people willing to to research this. Because sixty five percent of Black homes no pops, and we know what the research says about children who grow up in in, in homes without a father. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is sixty five percent of Black homes. That is An alarming rate, man. Yeah. Very alarming. Yeah, <laughs> that's over um, half. That's that's over half the, tip, the tipping scale. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's and th- and there's nothing there's nothing out here to suggest that things are getting any better. You log on to social media. What do you mm-hmm. see? Black men and women arguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and social society. I mean, we love each other, but we we got a lot that we need to hash out between each other. And one thing I I do want to point out um, specific when when we talked about. Um, uh, the different causes or, or things. One one thing that I wanted to specifically point out is that this disorder is not specifically due to another mental disorder. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> somebody confiscate his phone. <laughs> yeah. um, so these are these um, these are otherwise uh, clearly thinking. 
human beings that are making decisions like this, but when things start to tense up, uh, you can see, I think emotions run wild on both sides. But again, since the system favors the mom, it, that that's, I think that plays a part into it, you know, why we see it more happening on, on the mothers, mothers being the aggressors and fathers being the victims. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, that it's not, there's no relation to any, any other mental health mm -hmm. related issues. Um, I don't have any research to say that it is or isn't. I mm -hmm. would I would argue there probably is. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some underlining, like for for for, for parental uh, uh, for this thing to happen. Mm -hmm. You need a child and you need a breakup. It sounds like for like this thing to take place. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you take away the child and a breakup, like, do you think that a woman would engage in some type of this kind of similar behavior if? under other circumstances? Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you know like, yeah. it, let's say there wasn't a child and you guys were just going through a, a breakup. Mm -hmm. yeah, would yeah. she still be an ass? We've seen it before. Yeah. We saw a thin line. With oh, between love and hate? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, those, those things happen too, you know? Yeah. Um, she had some yeah, issues I think, in I the think it, yeah. on that movie. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It was Oof. fast. <laughs> so y'all look like y'all was having flashbacks. Uh, no, but yeah, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, I think that there are cases of, of which it would happen without a child. Mm. Um, but I think, like, I think I feel like the child is the cover for a lot of women because yes. they can hide behind. Yes, yes, you have a yes. kid. No one's yes. going to question. Like, people are going to say, "Well, if she's doing everything right because of the child." Right. Well, if you take the child away for a moment, right now you have nothing to hide behind. Also, to add to that, on the flip side of that, the child is also the tool, right? In these situations, right? Like, mm -hmm. It's also the the it's the biggest tool. It's the biggest, uh, for lack of a better phrase, it's the biggest gun, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you if it's a way to a man to to hurt a man. It's do their children. There's no more powerful weapon a woman can have than a child. Right. Against and, a man. Right. And, you know, like, well, the way... There is one other thing they could withhold that's powerful, but not as powerful. <laughs> as <you laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a different yeah. story. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but y'all know I was just away for a couple of days, right? Right. Yo, leaving my son, this is like the first time I've left my son. Mm. Yo, it was the hardest thing to do. Like, I was like, yeah, I felt like I was going away for like months. And I was gone for like two, literally I was probably away from him for like one entire day. Yeah. I stretched the first day that I left as long as I could. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was one whole day and then I came back and you know, I seen him. So I know if I was in this situation and someone was holding my child over my head or turning my child against me um, by feeding them lies and stuff like that, you know, I would be, I would be crushed. And it would be the it would be the one thing in a breakup that you could probably get at me and probably see me at my weakest moments on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're holding my child against me or over me or whatever. So, like, you know, to answer your question, I think it's it's the biggest weapon, so to speak, to use in these situations. Um I feel like there's got to be some, for lack of a better term, some mental cracks in a woman prior to this happening. Right. I, yo, for her I, to even think that I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this kind of thing to my child and the father of my child. 
Right. I, I think I think it's likely too, especially in the black community, especially hitting on some of the things I mentioned earlier about <coughs> you know mental health mm-hmm. not being something that was really discussed within black communities. So you're you're right. There there could it says no disorder specific. It's not specifically due to another me- mental mm-hmm. disorder, but you're right. There, especially in the black community, there could be a whole bunch of people who have gone undiagnosed because right, yeah. we never sought that help. And maybe right. history has a part to play with it or history of what the person has gone through mm-hmm. has yeah. a major part to play in. Or just how, not knowing. Like I told you, I never, I never heard, <laughs> yo, <laughs> until y'all said this, I was like, yeah. what yeah. the heck is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone on the live said, yo, could it be called bitter baby mama, bitter, bitter baby mama? <laughs> and I, I it, it, you know, it's funny, but like I would probably call it that Mm-hmm. Before I call it malicious mother syndrome, Be- before I knew that. So I saw yeah. bar hit the term baby mom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. stand yeah. that term. Yeah. Yeah. Misha hates it too. The, 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 the only reason <laughs> Misha hates it too. When I want to piss Misha off, I call him bit my BM. <laughs> 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 she she hates that shit. But yeah, right. maybe in a circle of like like fellas, fine. But like, if we're trying to have uh, a constructive conversation around it and really get both sides to kind of empathize and and start to. Um, really address the issue mm-hmm. that that's when i would i would refrain from from saying you know uh baby mama said or whatever whatever you yeah, yeah yeah i'm bitter you know, baby mom. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 that that is the only reason i i, I wouldn't use it uh, because i mean if you, i mean you could just I mean, I'm saying I heard that term first. I heard that before I heard malicious. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i've heard someone use that that's what we know i've heard malicious mother you know what yeah. i mean but it's like it's a real yo it's it's a real thing you know what i mean and and not to cut you off um but like in my research you know like what i started to do was like i said i searched it on twitter and yo so many things came up people tweeting about it um i found some groups that that they're you know advocate against it or you know for the fathers in these situations and i reached out to a couple people to see if they wanted to discuss it you know share their stories and whatever and two people hit me back one person really was like willing to talk about it mm. um and like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention his name he I, he probably wouldn't care but i'm not because he's in an ongoing um court battle yeah we don't as we speak against them um they will use that stuff. so you know I, I'm, I'm gonna just call him lt okay um so LT hit me back and you know I asked him hey like you know would you like to talk about it I noticed that you tweeted about it we doing an episode on it and like he was more than willing to talk about it right. he's actually waiting for this episode to drop <laughs> so <laughs> um, but um, he he shared a few things and one of the things he told me is like you know he said he's currently in court trying to get his kids as we speak, he was like, um, "It's been a battle," but he minute he managed to get them back in a in a certain way. So, what happened in his situation was his ex wife, I believe it is, or the mother of his children, took his two kids. I believe it's two. Took his two kids and moved to moved two hours away from where they lived at. So they both were in the same town. She up and takes the kids once they split and move two hours away. So one of the small battles for him, one of the small wins in this battle for him was he was able to get the courts to force her to move, I guess, back into the same 
Mm. Same area. Um, That's a big one. Yeah, so he said that, you know, he lived about two hours away. Court told her she had to return. Um, she told the court a bunch of lies about him, and yet the report from them is is different. So mm. it's, not, it's not adding up. He went on to say that malicious mother syndrome is uh, when the mother turns the children against you, uses your relationship, break down as a result to punish you and the kids. He said, yo, she's gone as far as to run him over twice, punched him, mm-hmm. groped him, um, attacked his new lady, all because he didn't want her back. Um, so, you know, I went on <clears throat> to say, like, yo, so what, you know, what have you noticed in difference in your kids' reactions and actions towards you? And he said, not so much towards him, but he said the kids are timid. Um, they're scared. He said he'll leave the youngest. Um, he'll leave. So if he, they, they're scared if he leaves them. He said the youngest um, is. So he used the word naughty because he's a different culture. So, but uh, in, in other words, he meant the youngest is. He's noticed a change in her behavior um, in the youngest child. Um, and he said, like you know, he feels like it's all because of the mental abuse that she has done to them in this whole situation. Um, so I said, wow, man, I said so many people don't, so many people didn't think this is a real thing, but it clearly is, including myself. And he said, it definitely is. He said, you know, then the dads are bad, abusive, etc. He was like, I understand. But when you have raised them correctly, it's wrong. Uh, he said he believes strongly about this because he's going through it, that he feels it should be a, a prison sentence for parents that put another parent through this he that's how strongly he feels like he feels like it, it should be something it should be uh, a crime right. to do this it should be a crime I yeah agree. and i thought that was interesting that he said um and he says you know one of the things that he's worried about is you know who knows you know what the abuse can do years down the line to his kids or what you know what they're going through now and watching this fight between their parents and the things that she's feeding them about him, the lies that she's feeding them about him, mm-hmm. you know, one of his concerns is like, yo, what's, how is this going to affect them down the line Yeah, um, as they grow up? So I went on to ask him how often does he get to see his kids? And he says, um, I guess it's broken up by the week. So uh, one week he'll get three nights a week. The second night, the second week he'll get one night. Excuse me, and then it's fifty-fifty in half terms and some things, I guess. Mm. But he said the final hearing will tell him the final arrangements um, for everything. So you know, I went on to tell him, um, you know, keep fighting, bro. I'm sorry to hear that you're actually going through this. Um, when I started my research, I couldn't believe it. Believe this, and he said, "Yeah, it's mad, ain't it?" <laughs> he said I researched a lot before starting uh, court. Uh, it's 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 crazy to him, you know. And um, you know, I just you know shared a couple things with him, you know, to you know to keep his head head together and stuff like that. Now the interesting part was a week later. That was the end of our conversation, our first initial conversation. A week later, uh, LT hit me up, just I guess inquiring about the pod and seeing if it was recorded or going to drop. And um, he told me more that went on since 
in that week that I, I had spoken to him last. Yeah, it don't stop. Um, yeah, he said, you know, she, since then, in that, in, in that week, she reported him to the police for sitting outside of her house when he wasn't. He got booked and taken to the police station in que- question. He said this happened the other day. Um, so he's fighting that back by um, filing a harassment charge against her and stuff like that. So um, they always see. <laughs> so it it's real, man. Like like this dude, and like I said, it was other. I probably reached out to about ten people, yeah. but like you said earlier, Alex, like not many people are willing to speak about it. That's a problem, though. But you know, this brother uh, LT spoke out, and I appreciate you for for um, you know answering my questions and, and responding back to me. But I think to his to Alice's point, like one in ten, yo, those numbers are good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's plenty of people. Like you know, you could tell people they they responded, right? Most of the people responded, but they weren't really on like. Yeah, they ain't want to go too much further than that, yeah. and you know, and he would, and he, he was willing to do it. So, um, that's a scenario that I stumbled upon with a real life person who's going to it as we speak. Let me say this: I think, I think in just general settings, like I, like we said when we started this podcast, barbershops, man caves, whatever, mm-hmm. men will share all kinds of things about each other, um, but I think in public. I think men view sharing these things as weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Even when it's a fight for their children or their lives or uh, other stuff. And I think that's why they won't share it. Mm -hmm. And beyond the financial resources it takes to fight for your your rights as a parent, I I think men look at it like it's a weakness. Like if you're you're publicly saying the mother of your child is keeping you from your children and you you can't get control, there are people that might look at you like you're weak. Mm-hmm. Like you're less of a man, mm-hmm. or they're gonna look at you like, yo, you must have did something wrong. Mm-hmm. You must have been beating her. You must have been cheating. Right. You must, you must not be able to hold down a job. And she's doing everything, and she's just sick and tired of you. Like, it, it's got to be like all, mm-hmm. something of the above. But mm-hmm. some of the things that I just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think on also on top of that, um, and I mean, I think it's known now that you know I'm a single dad um, or dad that's single. Like something you're not single. Well, well, as far as like, <laughs> as far as like marriage, about to get cat. Yeah, I don't want you to get. I I, I well, just want to clean that yeah, up. For I'm you. Not, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I'm in a very. You get me bucked up. Right, I'm in a very committed, happy relationship. But in terms of when I say single, I mean I. My son right, and I. Right. You know, you're not his mother, his, Yeah, I'm not yeah. as good as mother. That's that's what I mean. Right. Um, and. You know, and that that wasn't always always easy. I think we're at a point now where we are we're cordial and um, uh, we can communicate well enough um, to to raise him in, in a cohabiting well not cohabiting in a uh, co-parenting situation. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And and part of the reason I won't that that's part of the reason why I won't go into like details at least publicly with my situation is because you know I don't I don't want to I don't want to uh, destroy what uh, the, the civility 
<laughs> that her and I have developed over the course of years because it wasn't it wasn't always easy. Right. Yeah. And you know, so that that that's also a reason why men might not feel public. But I but I agree, most of them are probably what you, what you said. You know, they they you know they probably just don't feel comfortable with it or they view it as a sign of weakness. Like, yeah. okay, you need to just man up and go ahead and do what you, you know, and, and push forward mm-hmm. and not complain because nobody's really trying to hear it. Just take it. Yeah. Just take it. Just take it. Yeah. And, I mean, part of that also shows a testimony to, you know, some positivity that eventually throughout time it does get somewhat better. You know, It don't get better if there's no work involved. Not in every situation. Well, well, that's what I'm, well, that's what I'm saying when it comes to him. Yeah. Just like he's saying. But he it, fought it, for his, I mean. Yeah, but it, but it took work from both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is that it took work from both ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to say that, you know, regardless of what's going on, like, you know, it's all it's all good. And, you know, he, this nigga's flying around and he's he's frolic, frolicking and, and <laughs> with dandelions and puppies and shit. But what, I, what I'm saying is that eventually it does show that you know, two parties can come together. Ultimately, at the end of the day, to know that it's at the child's, you know, is at the child's risk at the end of the day? Yo, mm-hmm. then... That does shed some light on like, yo, two people need should and should be able to come together. Should for the be child. able to. Yeah, you know it, it, it doesn't always happen that way, but yeah, it, don't, it, don't, it don't always happen that way. And you know, and even 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 in cases where the breakup is not bad, um, and and both parents love the child, it's still hard to deal with because you're away. You're you're, you're away from your child, and that that could cause feelings of bitterness. Whereas you know, the the father and the, the father and the mother might get along, you know, otherwise, but because you're away from your child, and I, and I and, and just to be honest, yeah, there there were times where uh, bitterness would would build up inside of me simply because I was it it wasn't my turn with Junior, you know, mm-hmm. and I it would it would it would really it would really bug me, and and, and one thing. One one thing that um, I heard a lot of, um, and I will share this, is that um, they say that like fifty fifty isn't good for the child. A custody split. The custody fifty fifty split isn't good for the child, um, and so the child needs to have a place that they call home. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm 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 not unlike uh, uh, most fathers that that go through the situation where I am the non custodial parent. That wasn't that's a pill that I I still haven't swallowed to this day. You can't tell me that less time with me is better for my child. So right. Yeah. Um yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I know agree. sometimes they say that because they they expect they they feel like them being in one home, you know, one main home is stability for them. Certainly the the younger they are, I think right. I can see that. But that still doesn't that still has nothing to do with to me it doesn't fix i think that hurts them in a sense of keeping them away some people take that though you know and use that as to say oh the court said they can't be with you no they're saying that your home your 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 house is the main is his main residence that doesn't mean that i can't be around my child like that doesn't mean you have control yeah. Over me seeing my child in a sense, you know. Yeah. Um, I get, like I said, I get it from it being stable. I get it from it being stable. Um, I, I, from it being a stable situation for the child. Mm-hmm. But I did also, right? 
and, and and I know we might catch it because we we call it malicious mother syndrome. We're focusing on that side of it. There is a malicious parent side of it. So I did also run into um, uh, someone that a female who spoke from it happening to her. And to be real quick about it, because I know we're about to wrap this up. Um, so she lost custody of her daughter um, after she was divorced from her husband. Um, he went on to, he fought, so what happened was he went and filed for custody once they divorced her, the children. Um, in the midst of him filing for custody, um, he made false claims of uh, abuse, alienation, um, things like that. Um, long story short, like she did, he was awarded custody, and to this day, um, he still keeps the child from, you know, her mother, um, and it has affected the. Um, the you know, I know we spoke about how it could the effect it could have on a child, and um, it's a tremendous effect. Yeah, on the parent too. yeah. Oh, yeah. huge, huge. Uh, you can tell that the effect is you know. But to see your so it's a you know it's a daughter. They have a, a daughter, so you know the mo- a mom and their daughter like it's just like a guy you know a man and a son like it's just a certain yeah. special bond there. Right. And not to be able to do for your daughter as you want to is tough. As you can imagine, um, and the effect that it has had on the child is, you know, due to the stress of this whole entire situation. People re- people don't realize how smart these children are, and they and, and they feel like they don't realize what's going on. You, they feel like you you hiding. You feel like you're hiding it from them, but yo, they know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And in the in due due to the stress of the situation, um, the little girl lost all of her hair. Um, doing the stress-related alopecia, um, you know, and the father's still keeping her. Yes, and, and it, it's you know because we about to close out, and it's a, it's a we want to touch on this again. This this particular um, case is deep, and you know it's a lot to go into, and I don't want to, you know, I'm kind of cliff noting it, and I want to make sure I get it right. Um, but it happens both ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely um, happens. Both and ways. I guess the, the gist of me bringing up her situation as well is just to point out that, yo, this shit is real. Yeah, it's a human issue. It's a human right. Issue. And that, that's why now they, it's now, that's why now it's known as malicious parent syndrome. Right. You know. I mean, it, yo, you can, it, they even call it, alienation alienation yeah. syndrome it's different terms for it yeah. um and it's a reason why it's called what it's called you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know malicious mother syndrome is a real thing malicious parent syndrome is a real thing um i think they can they all have their own separate they're the same thing but they have their separate reasoning for being called what they call what it's called mm-hmm. um but again like i said i brought this situation up because it happens, men are doing it too. Even though we pointed out that it's happening, and in most cases it's, it's happening the opposite way around. Right. But the point, the, my whole point is, yo, this shit happens. 
Right. It's a real thing. So we gotta stop glossing over it like it's not real. Like yeah. the some of these situations that you wouldn't that you know people are going through, like custody battles or you know trying to see their children and they can't. Uh, sometimes it's a little deeper than what it looks like, you know, and it, and and, it could and be some malicious act behind it. And let me say this: child support and custody are two separate issues. Facts. I I have yep. a big middle finger up to any parent, any custodial parent who keeps the the other child the, the other parent away from the child um or the child away from the parent because they're not satisfied with their child support payments i just wanted to put that out there that was that, that was my venting moment too okay <laughs> <laughs> not that i've been through that but i've heard stories and um it's it breaks my heart i have nothing more to say man i think the characteristics <laughs> i think what we've discussed like you said, man, it's, it's real. I, me personally, or other people around me, you know, there's no other book for, for to validate, you know, what has been said, what has been discussed, the stories, you know what I mean? Everything is real. Um, and so I think this topic was, today, I think it was very informative. I think we were able to give a voice to other men that feel as though they haven't been able to say anything, they haven't been able to speak out. Um, I, I think that we were able to touch on some some good some 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 good notes. I think we were able to put some stuff out there, man. And um, you know, like I said, it's a, it's an ongoing ongoing fight every single day. You know what I mean to get to get better and to to deal with this, man. So like I said, it's real. Black man, fight for your rights. Know your parental rights. Don't give up and research malicious mother syndrome. Thank you for listening to Off the Record. To follow all of the hosts on social media, click our link tree in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on all podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. We appreciate your support.